Hi, I'm Sherry Fowler, the founder of Bloombase. And I'm Allison Lochran, Bloombase partner in crime. Welcome to the Power 2 podcast. On this podcast, you will hear women discussing how, when, and why they feel powerful, and when they don't, how to get there. Power 2 is personal power, the ability to choose our own states and behaviors. Our intent with this podcast isn't just to have a great conversation. Our intent is really to create a space that opens up possibilities and may even change behaviors. So welcome to Power 2. So welcome back to Power 2 2020. Power 2 Podcast 2020. I want to thank Kent, Vernon, and the utility room as always. And thank you for all the learning and growth from last year. And this is a great segue into what we're going to be spending time on today. Right, Allison? Mm -hmm. So today, we thought we'd kick off the year with a practice that we use personally and as a team to uh, spend some time really looking back long enough to learn. So we want to take forward, not not to linger, not to latch onto baggage or anything, but to look back long enough to learn and then look ahead long enough to kind of see where we're headed. Directionally correct is the phrase we like to use. Directionally correct. <laughs> Directionally yes. correct. And that exercise of looking back and looking forward helps us then start 2020 as present as possible. So Alice and I have a set of questions today, and neither of us know what the other person is really going to ask, mm. per usual. Uh, so this, this is the same format we'll be using throughout the year around different topics. So today we're going to talk about the power to grow because we think this process of reflection and then looking ahead and then being really intentional present is how we grow best. So we hope to challenge you to do the same. And I don't know, we'll, we'll hear from you, Allison. I don't know if you're a goal setter or what you like to do, New Year's intentions, but I am not. We can talk about that, but... Whatever works for you. This yeah. isn't us telling you what to do. It's just sharing our practice with you. And so that's where we're going to start today. You know, it's funny you, you asked my immediate reaction to, are you a goal setter? Is that no. Normally, I'm really not. I think I'm much more, I try to be intentional uh-huh. rather than set really hard and fast goals. Mm-hmm which I'm sure is making some of my really goal-oriented friends cringe <laughs> when I say it out loud. But I normally at this time of the year, the last couple of weeks leading up to the beginning of the year, um, I've worked for a company that closed down. And so during that time, I would spend time thinking about what I was going to be focused on next year. And it wasn't hard and fast, like I'm going to have this much money in my savings account by the first quarter not at all. It was more all the different buckets of my life and what I wanted to think about putting into those buckets. Nice. So whether it was health or family nice. or professional, right? And as I would go through that exercise at the beginning of the year, it also make my daughter think about those things. Mm-hmm. And last year, what I do remember vividly <laughs> is having a conversation <laughs> with you uh-huh. where I said, look, I'm for my all my professional stuff, I've just got a plan around what it's going to be like if I join Bloombase. Otherwise, I'll never do it. Like, I've got to be intentional mm-hmm. about it and just not have any of my professional goals be about PwC, mm-hmm. the company I just left. I feel like we have to pause there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this is the first official podcast. That's right. Where Allison is full-time partner at Bloombase. I mean, 
Oh, I still love saying that. I know we've been working on it for a while, but yes, I'm just doing a round of applause for <laughs> both of us. So, yes, sorry. Yeah. So that that's something that stood out really vividly. Like while yeah. I set those intentions at the beginning of the year, I remember very vividly last year saying to you, "Like, look, I've just got to start thinking about this intentionally, or it's never going to happen." So mm-hmm. how do I think about it? And here we are. Here we are. So that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So oh, I no. do try to yeah. do that I, at this yeah. time of the year. You know, it's not really around a lot of great process. Yes. The intention is I there. Get it. Um, so I'm glad you said that, the intention piece, because that's that's where my heart and head land as well. I haven't set goals or even New Year's resolutions for probably over a decade. And the reason is I felt it was holding me back instead of pushing mm-hmm. me forward. Which is so interesting, right? Yeah. Um, Say a little bit more about that. Well, I just felt like, you know, what if I could have strove harder? And is it even about that? Is it even about the achievement? Is it about the journey? And plus, I can't control so many of those variables. And what if I'm spending so much time trying to control those variables so I get that goal? I miss all these other things that could have emerged. I just Mm. started noticing things like that. So... Much like you, I don't have buckets. I love that idea, though. And I know last year we actually literally, Alice and I literally <laughs> burnt a bucket, like entirely, which is a whole other story. We'll probably come up later <laughs> today. Um, but it's, I just love the idea of looking back and being able to see, and I usually do it through pictures because I'm visual. Mm. You know, I'm, like the exercise you and I did this week, we actually had headlines for each year of the last 10 years of our lives. Yes. And then a headline for the year ahead, a yeah. forecast, if you will. Super fun exercise if you haven't done that before. Um, but within the year, I just like looking back and understanding not just what happened or what I did, but how I felt about it. Like mm. I'm just, I continue to pay more and more attention to what gives me energy and what takes it away or what doesn't, like what flatlines me or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's interesting. But very intentional, just like right. yours. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you want to what do you want to ask me about reflectively from the past year? So we started out with our experiment of this podcast last fall at some point. And we talked about a definition of power. Has 2019 changed your definition of power in any way, or what would that be right now? Oh boy. Yes. And, oh, great. I can't wait to hear more about this. <laughs> you know, I think I, I used to feel much more, I used to attach power to action. Mm. And I think that's been a big shifter for me, a, a big shift. I wouldn't say necessarily that it doesn't involve action, but I think there is a lot of power in different things that necessarily aren't doing Maybe it's knowing. Maybe it's settling into um, accepting. My gosh, it's like you're in my head. <laughs> so that's been a, definitely a shift for me, that there is power in a lot of different places and ways of being. Mm, I love that. I was, I was always much more attached to activity and accomplishment and what came to my mind was checklists or, but I, I feel like there was power in doing. And now I think there's, I think of it more as power in being. Love it. Power to be. Mm-hmm. 
love it. How about you? Uh, you answer that yeah, question? I don't. Let's see. Power. I think it's the same. I think more, I don't know that my definition has changed as much as my embracing of it. Oh. You know, I feel like, I want to say I'm powerful. I am, I am full of power. Mm-hmm. That's probably more how I would describe it, that I really do believe, you and I have talked about this a lot, that in 2020, I mean, we have the power to do so many things, to have so much impact. And that's exciting to me to realize that and to be in a space where you literally can feel it. Yeah. So for me, it's less external and getting more and more internal. Yeah. I understand that. So very similar to you, just slightly different mm-hmm. words and frame. Yeah. So that's my first question for you. Interesting. How do we arrive at the same place without... Even oh my God. And you guys should know if you're listening, Alice and I haven't seen each other for like three weeks. It's like <laughs> no. there's been no, like we intentionally did not want to talk about this beforehand because we wanted to be authentic and spontaneous. Yes. So that's pretty exciting. That's indicative of the year ahead. I'm mm. just going to say that. Power and coming back together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this was a year of... There was so much. Like, you know, there are years where you just feel like you cruise to the end of the year and you're like, God, what did I even do? This is not one of those years Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. So on the positive side, what was the very best thing that you think happened this year? God, without, I mean, this, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. It's funny you ask this question. The biggest thing that happened for me this year was just the word acceptance. And acceptance of knowing what I can't explain, Mm. acceptance of a knowing inside of me that I can't find words for, acceptance that I can't, I can't understand everything, but that doesn't mean I don't know things to be true as well. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So it's the acceptance of that. And then to take it a step further, to really embrace that. To be really comfortable in that space of knowing, even though I may not be able to find words for it, even though I may not be able to explain it, even though I may not myself even understand why I feel so mm-hmm. full of knowing, to just trust that. So it's just been a real journey in that space that I think is, it's not even been transformative for me. It feels like a, like almost a transcendence to a whole other level. For myself, in terms of ease, in terms of just being very present, in terms of really understanding, the unfolding is the journey. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I I have to say I don't believe myself to be very close to being there yet. Um, But I, I understand the desire. I understand that feeling, and I desire that level of feeling, like that feels so powerful and peaceful and calm mm-hmm. versus some of the stuff that happens in my head often. Girl, so. are, you, are you describing me at the beginning of the year or <laughs> end of last year? Possibly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, that was my, the biggest gift of this year. But I got to tell you, does it have to be so hard? <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus, don't teach me no more. That was my headline for this year, by That's the way. Right. That's that great. was from Alison Lockeran, that quote. Stolen from, stolen, that quote was stolen from Oprah. I don't okay. know if you guys have listened to her podcast, but my nutshell version of Sherry this year was telling her yeah. that you love to learn. Yes. As echoed by Sandy. Yes. You love to learn. You hate to be taught. Oh, damn straight. I do. <laughs> I do. hate to be taught. If I can choose it, I'm all in. But if the universe chooses it for me, damn, I fight it. <laughs> I think I have learned this year not to fight it. That's part of the acceptance mm. piece. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make it any easier. It's like my grandma used to say. A turd is still a turd. <laughs> you can polish it. Still a turd. And just to go, oh, it's a turd. Mm-hmm. It's here to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, that's so funny. Jesus. What was your headline for this past year? Do you remember? One giant leap. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. That's true. That's what I was going to say. On so many levels. Wow. Yeah, this year, goosebumps. this year, I feel like everything that should have happened over the course of a decade happened in this year. Oh, my God. to me. Wow. I mean, when I started thinking about some of these things, thinking about some of the questions that we would, we, I would want to ask you and that we might talk about, mm-hmm. I was reviewing my year and even if you just start in april <laughs> like if you skip january february march which stuff happened in those months but if you start yes. in april and then just go through october like that's a lifetime all the things that went that on true. that happened that i learned that i accomplished that i did starting with getting my motorcycle certification oh. that was like the catalyst in april like all the things that happened yeah after your month that. in italy your, mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah yeah starting hudson mm-hmm. you know leaving my like starting to plan to leave PwC. it was just it was just a lot it was a lot um but i think the most powerful thing this year was for me to learn that i can go after what i want i know and I have a raised fist in the air. <laughs> There's lots of hand gestures. There's arms outstretched all the time. Yes. Fists in the air that I can just decide what I want and I can go after it and that I can get it too. Wow. So I think the most powerful thing for me being able to make the decision to want to leave my role at PwC and transition into this but then all of the little decisions that I had to make to make that happen and just the power in taking each of those steps and saying yes all the time. Yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm setting up for this. Yes, I'm paying for it myself. Yes, I'm doing this. Yes, I'm going to get through it. Yes, I'm going to – yes, it's time, it's time to <laughs> yes. get noticed. Yes, yes, I'm going to yes. go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just all those little Huge. steps that added up to I did it. I can do it. I probably can do anything I really want. That's so fascinating to me. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me because—and I watched it. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense as you describe it that way because I had the privilege of witnessing it. And the contrast for me is that is not how I started the year. I started the year with, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is going on, blah, blah, blah. Not— not even to do with my business. I don't care all for clients out there, but <laughs> just personally. And I think it, you know, as I reflected back through those pictures, starting the year with a member, a close member of my family in this life-impacting situation because of an accident 
when I was already kind of in that space in the air, mm-hmm. just, I think, sent everything completely over the edge in terms of what I had to explore. So it really was one of those foundation-shifting moments. So I'm so glad that my, now as I look back, I'm so glad that my instinct is to dive in and figure out what's going on and not run from it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, the contrast right. of your yes versus I'm maybe your, not now. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not now. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe not today. What a year. So that was the most challenging. What was as you? That was the most powerful. powerful sorry. Possible. What was most challenging for you? Challenge is kind of a generic word. But I know. Like I like to think biggest growth ring or like the valley or you know something like that. Biggest growth ring. Biggest growth ring definitely is the flip side of making the choice to be responsible for myself by joining Bloombase mm-hmm. and choosing this path with coaching and leadership development and being. I'm so excited. <laughs> and being on my own, not yeah. on my own, but not I I having a corporate structure around me, yes. having a partner and yes. that the decisions we make every day, like whether to have a glass of rosé at lunch, <laughs> <laughs> are all mine to make and yeah. that everything that I'm going to do is going to directly impact me. And navigating, I say that because navigating that, it all sounds positive right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was definitely a journey and it still causes a lot of fear and paralysis sometimes, but I feel like I'm getting, when I when I get to that wall, I get over it faster. And then I hit it again, then I'm like, oop, here it is again. Okay, now I'm going to get over it a little quicker <sighs> this time. Such a great description. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a great description. And for you? Uh, most cha- most challenging. I think the biggest, well, as you know, I think the biggest challenge, and there's always growth in this for me, is either the loss of or potential to lose important relationships in my life. Those have been deep valleys for me, but I think have also been really big necessities in terms of my learning and growth. So whether it was blood members, because my fam- my immediate family had a lot going on, or chosen family, I think that's been... The biggest challenge for me, because it's in those moments of loss, I think, is when I've noticed I go more to myself first instead of just, again, back to accepting. This might not be about me Mm. or something I've done or could do. It might just be the other work of the other person. Yeah. So that's been huge for me this year. Oh, I've hated every minute of it. Again, I don't (laughs) like being taught. Mm -hmm. But it has, as I look back now— It's been so, such a gift. I am going to ask you, I really liked this question when I saw it on a list I was looking at. What was an unexpected joy for you this year? (gasps) Something that just came out of the blue. (laughs) This is probably going to shock you. How much I really know I'm good at what I do. Uh, see, you were shocked by that, weren't I'm you? I'm so surprised. Yeah. And I don't, look, now I'm even going to condition it. I don't mean that out of arrogance or... Stop. I know. <laughs> I just mean it to say, because of the learner that I am, because of all the spaces I put myself in this year, I've been forced to face myself 
You know, it's like what Carl Erickson who says, once you face yourself, you can face anything. Mm. I feel like I've faced myself on so many levels this year that I really got a good look at who I am. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm good at a few things. And it's really helped me own that this year. So that's mm. been a really, it's helped me be better in every space I'm in because I've accepted myself, which is what I try to help everyone around me do. Right. But to do it for myself has always felt arrogant or whatever. So I think that's been an unexpected joy this year that I didn't see coming. And of course, I could talk about my great nieces, but they were expected. But I mean, I knew they were coming. I knew Piper was starting to this year. And Hallie is not even one yet. But it's just so fun to have babies in the family again and to see my nieces and nephews be now in a parenting chapter and then watch my siblings be in a grandparent mm-hmm. chapter. I mean, it's just like a whole ripple effect through your family, at least for our family. And it's yeah. just been so much. That has been just immense joy for everybody. And to be able to watch it in the position I'm in has just been such a gift. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm sure your family would say the same. Yeah. Just seeing all the ways those little, little oh, beings are impacting everybody. My God, they're just amazing. <laughs> they're really amazing. How about for you? I think my answer to that question would be would be spending the month in Italy with my daughter, which mm. shouldn't be an unexpected joy. I've I knew going into my sabbatical and spending a month in Italy that that would be joyful for me. Mm-hmm. But my focus not surprisingly, was all on how much fun I was going to have and how excited I was to go back and how excited I was to introduce my daughter to it. But what was unexpected was how having that time together with her was so joyful and positive. And it just felt—we felt very connected. Not that we never had— and actually, in hindsight, now that it was probably the last time we were that connected, mm. it was great to kind of have that swan song where, you know, we had the opportunity to be in this beautiful place and experience these things together and to have this time where we could be loving and joyful without a lot of pressure and responsibilities just to, like, get to the train on time to go to mm. our next fabulous tour. It was surprising that that was such a big part of it and watching her experience it. And I couldn't really even imagine what that would be like and what she would enjoy and what would speak to her and what she would find that would make her happy and make her come alive. It was just so much fun to watch. That's and so awesome. And even her interaction with my friends that we crossed paths with um, in Florence and that my friend that came and stayed with us in Rome and Positano and their interactions and her seeing her move through the world as her own person, too, and not just as my daughter and the connection we were having, but the connection that she was having with my friends and with people around us and with the places that we were going and the experience that she was having. It was just great to see her in that way as her own little human self, too. It was a really spectacular Mm. gift. It was really just another layer of why I was so glad I did that for myself and for her and— I feel like the ripples of that are still happening for us when we 
see something that we re- reminds us of something or hear a song. And she texts me and my friend Kelly, and who was there, and just, you know, all those little after after effects that— Little keep, touchstones. Yeah, that keep us tied together mm-hmm. in a time where there's a little more struggle in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Yeah. So before we move, like, to looking forward, I want to ask you a specific question— because I feel like both of us have had different growth rings, if you will, around this. But what has been the biggest growth ring specific to relationships for you over this past year? If you had to pick one thing, I know that's hard. Like, how do you show up in your relationships differently now than you did in January 2019? This is actually a really easy question. Really? question for me to answer. Okay, I would just like to pause and say, normally when I ask that question, first I'd get an eye roll from Elvis. Then I, she'd be like, why always the relationships? Well, and it's funny because <laughs> what strikes me as so different and what's caused me a lot of growth is very, very specific. And that is in a romantic relationship, mm. which is a place I have not navigated mm. for a very, very, very long time. So it's very glaring, <laughs> all the work I've needed to do to navigate that. Yeah. That's what makes it very a very obvious okay. answer. So what? So the answer is what? What's, how are you different now than you were in January? So... Between January and when I came back from my sabbatical, I was not seeing someone, and someone came back into my life that I am seeing, which has been fantastic, but it has also caused me to have to look at, basically look at how I'm showing up, Mm -hmm. and when I react to things or try to understand, just having to navigate another person in that way— like, I, I, I don't want to—I mean, there isn't anything that's, like, one specific thing. Right. Well, maybe there are instances, but where I have to say, okay, why why am I why am I reacting in this way? And is that really the case, or is it just something that's happening inside my head? And perhaps I could just approach this conversation uh, with curiosity instead of with— I, There it is, right there. Yeah. It's made me have to really reevaluate, like, how to be kind, how to be open, how to be—how to— how to assume that the person's always got a positive intent, intent right? Mm. And to backtrack myself when I start to immediately go into a different direction and be like, okay, wait a minute. There's got to be something around this that I'm I'm not thinking about or just being able to say, help me understand that, you know, instead of saying, oh, I can't. Right, exactly. It's such a shift for me. It's That's so, awesome. It's so, it's sad how it's work because it's just not how I operate in the past. It's not sad. It might be human. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's it's definitely been it's big. It's definitely that's definitely been a shift. And just to not in that kind of relationship for the first time in my life, not be attached to a specific outcome mm-hmm. that I'm trying to achieve just to let it unfold, which is a big shift for me too. That's just massive. I can't I can't stress that. (laughs) It has been a challenge for me, but in a great way for me to have to really have to really stop and think and and make a choice to react a certain way Mm -hmm. to have that power to say, you know, I can go down this path or I can do this and just be curious about it. 
Mm-hmm. So awesome. How about you? In relationships in particular? I mean, I could echo, I really don't have an answer for this. I don't know why. I thought I was going <laughs> to ask you about it, but I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, you know how I'm, I've been focused for a while now, not being attached to outcomes, but I think relationships are such a big part of my value system. That specific in that outcome piece, I've really tried to not hold more than my share. That's kind of been my work this year is really get clear about asking for what I want and need, get really clear about what I'm not going to do. And honestly, it's so interesting that boundaries come up with this because um, I really hate boundaries. Why? (laughs) I know this sounds so funny coming from me because... (laughs) I cannot stress how funny it sounds. I know. But here's what I mean by that. It's not what I'm talking about when you're with people where you have a deep level of love and trust. I don't think boundaries are needed. So I've just really been, I know, I get it. Do we? I I know, but I don't. I mean, here's what I mean by that is, we'll use you and I for an example. I don't feel like I have boundaries with you. I feel, because I have so much love and trust with you, I feel like I could say, Allison and I'm making stuff up. I know we were going out to dinner tonight, but honestly, I just feel like I need to stay home and take care of myself. And that I wouldn't be judged for that. Or you wouldn't take it personally. You might, and you might even say, I'm really disappointed and I understand, but it wouldn't be, what the, you know? Yeah, I got it. That's what I mean by that. Outside of that circle, yes, I understand we need to be more explicit and we need to be more clear and all that. Um, but for me, the the work, and I mean work in a really positive way, <laughs> has been around that closer net circle of mine. And where am I spending my energy and why? And what's the return on that? And not that it's a transaction. It's actually the opposite of that. It's that it's an investment. And if we're not in this together equally, what are we doing? You know, are yeah. we in it because— we both think we need to be or you know, whatever. So I think that for me has been it. It's just really being comfortable letting go of anything over 50%. I love that. Over the long run. I love that description. Is this a transaction or is it an investment? Mm-hmm. That's a great barometer. Yeah. I've really paid attention to that because it starts to feel transactional. So I'll get an example. I would love to spend time with you. Here are the three windows of one hour time slot I have over three weeks. <laughs> okay. Like, I am not an appointment. I get our lives are busy. Right. But in my world, if Allison Locker or anyone in my tribe of family, both blood and chosen calls and says, hey, I really miss you. I want to spend time with you. I'm going to find the freaking time. Even if it means disappointing someone outside of that tribe or risking disappointment. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is transactional. And maybe I'm really black and white in that area. But I just... Does that make sense to you? You think I'm crazy? No, I was I was giving you that look. Yeah. You're like, maybe I'm black and white in that area. And I was going, maybe, maybe you <laughs> maybe are. Perhaps you are. But That's so clear, because that's so values-driven for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it's not more important than that, then let's just not do it. I don't have, I'm not going to judge you for needing that or having your time slots. I'm just letting you know that's not... I'm not going to fit in that hole. Here's probably the honest truth of that is, I think I used to do a lot of that, especially when I was in corporate America, even Mm -hmm. to my family. And thank God I have siblings that 
plan months in advance due to my crazy life. And I don't want that, right? So it's more me noticing probably a reflection of myself at some point in my life. Mm. But the fact is this, and I've come to accept this about myself, no one is that important. Yeah. That they're needed that much all the time. So when I find myself doing that to other people, it's because that's where you fall on the priority. Mm-hmm. So that's a real good teaching tool for me. Right. Right. Okay. So if you look back over 2019, what do you want to let go of the most? And then we'll start to turn our focus to 2019. Okay. Or 2020. Wow. So crazy. What do I want to let go of? Man. I think that what I always come back to when I'm faced with these questions, because I feel like I am a lot going back and forth to my Hudson training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much, so much work and talk is trying to shed that voice or that loop in my head that tells mm-hmm. me what I'm doing isn't enough. Oh my gosh. That I'm not enough, that I'm not enough for other people, that I'm not enough for what I'm doing for work, that I'm not enough for, you know, you name it, that I'm not quite there. That I mean, I don't say that to discount the fact that I know I need to grow mm-hmm. and constantly and evolve, but that I have to also be able to be enough where I am and to sit in that space too and feel it and own it and accept it. To be able to to do what we do and, you know, walk into rooms with, with people and and in, in many situations to be able to have that knowingness and that feeling that I'm going to be mm-hmm. okay here in this space. There's a reason I'm here in any space I'm showing up in. I don't, I don't know. So awesome. I think that's definitely a work in progress. There's definitely places where I can feel it, but I also recognize times where I'm thinking to myself, God, just shut the soundtrack up for a hot minute, please. <laughs> Jeez. And that is a public service announcement for every <laughs> listener. You are enough. Like, seriously, I think that is so powerful what you just said. I think all of us have some kind of track. We're not Mm -hmm. all in the same place with it. Some of us run it 24-7. Some of us, it just pokes its head up maybe every now and then. Some are in between. It's really loud in certain situations (laughs) and not loud in others. Exactly. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's good. How about you? That's good. I want to let go of everything. Like, seriously, I just want to let go of everything and be as present as possible. And, you know, I've been going through the frets, shedding stuff. Left and, right. <laughs> and I, and it's not about materialism. I just don't want any attachment to things that don't feel incredible. So I literally am going through my house and... If I see something, I don't care if it's clothing, I don't care if it's a picture, whatever it is, if I don't look at that and it doesn't make my heart happy, it's gone. That's great. So that's what I want to, I want to leave behind what I call, I, maybe it's just like this visual of an emotional chain, whatever it is. I just want to leave that mm-hmm. all behind. That's what I mean by everything. How does that impact your professional life? Well, I think in many ways, it helps me to your not enough comment. I don't, I spend, I spend a lot of time reflecting. 
but that's to learn or cement the learning. But I don't hang on to mistakes. I hang on to the growth of it. It's a different frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm not playing with words. I mean, it's a totally different frame for me. So I think it helps with that. I also think it helps with, um, especially client work, really keeping me present. Because even five years ago in my career, I would be very good at thinking of all the things I could have done better. And I'm still good at that, but it's the reflection and growth versus judgment and criticism mm. are not enough. Yep. It's a totally different filter. And it allows for more collaboration with you or with the clients or with, because mm-hmm. now, I mean, no one has any problem saying what we could do even better. Right. But if I say, Allison, tell me what I did wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, so it's yeah. just a really positive frame, not positive, like willy-nilly, positive, real. Mm-hmm. So that's been super helpful. Positive, real. Mm-hmm. So as you think about 2020, what's your headline for 2020? Let's start there. I, you know, I wrote, forecast. I wrote down something in the text I sent to you, but I was rethinking that. Like, that was just my knee jerk, you know, <laughs> funny reaction. <sighs> I got to think about it. I have one for you. Oh, Okay. Well, it's one I've been sending intentionally your way mm. because of. So, Allison, <laughs> can we tell the story? When Allison, in October, when you gave notice, when was that to PwC? October. Allison would describe herself as walking around the world with her, a big smile on her face, like kind of light on her feet and her arms outstretched, like <laughs> the sound of music, you know? <laughs> and... To me, that is, when I would see you do that, it's like, oh, you are free, you are free, you are free. That's what I would think of. So that's my that's my headline for you. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I just feel like it's just, I'm open to possibility. Everything's yeah. possible. Yeah. Everything's I possible. I love that. Right Everything is possible. There it is. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. My headline, I shared it with you, was Comet on Fire. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be, that to be is about possibility. I don't know what a Comet on Fire is like, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're going to experience it <laughs> going forward. So I'm okay with um, There's already so, don't you think, so many exciting things already bubbling, and we have such mm-hmm. great clients. And, totally, um, totally. So, so as you look ahead to 2020, what do we want to be celebrating um, in December of 2020. I mean, that's a big year. I was telling someone this morning that, you know, I remember when 1999 was a huge hit and it seems so far away. <laughs> and here we are. And then we 20, celebrated it. And we celebrated it. And here we are now, 2020. Wow. So what do you want to be celebrating in December? Well, God, what don't I want to be celebrating? I I just have this vision of being in a room and looking around at who's there and feeling grateful and feeling lucky and just knowing that I'm in the right places and that I have the power to put myself in the places that I need to be in. I feel like. How cool. I don't. Well, you know, I haven't done my bucket exercise yet, so (laughs) specifics. But just, you know, knowing that my family's cared for, knowing that all the relationships that I'm in are in a good place and that 
I'm giving people what they need in that respect and getting what I need in that respect. And that I've just had a year with, you know, with our firm, our company, doing the things that we want to do and the kind of work that we love with the kind of people that inspire us. Just like being at the end of the year and thinking, this has been exactly what I thought it would be. Wow. I love that you described it as a feeling. I think that's powerful. <laughs> and yeah, it's Al- that's it is. Allison Locker, and I just want to go. I want to tap the mic. To make- <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's such a great point. Yes, it's so interesting. It, it makes me laugh that I, maybe you have to dissect this another time. But I have to at least put it out there. We can we can delete it later if we need to. <laughs> but you've known me as someone who you experience now from a very, like having come into a place, owning my emotions, emotional states, understanding it, making decisions about it. Mm-hmm. And in other relationships, I would, people describe me as being very emotional, <laughs> which is so interesting to me. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's just food for thought. What's interesting about, here's how it all landed with me, was as you said that, how I've always experienced you is that way, even if you didn't know it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've always experienced you that way. I don't know what your headline was for the year you went through AWL, but I think that was the year you're like, crap, it's all my work or something. That was. <laughs> was that I was like, I was oh, like, that shit, had to be it's actually my work. <laughs> that was my headline for that yeah. year. <laughs> no, it was two years ago. It was... Yeah, it was after, you're right, it was the year after AWL. It was like, oh, it's my work. It's all up to me. It's all my work. Yes. Dang it. Which is fabulous and hard, right? Mm -hmm. I was just telling a friend of mine today that just because it's your work, though, as a wise woman once told me, doesn't mean you have to do it alone. That's exactly right. One of my mantras of 2019. So true. Which is why I'm so thrilled you're a part of this, because how much fun is that going to be? That's December 2020 for me is um, similar to the company event we had just last month mm-hmm. was, you know, to be able to be in this space where you get to have this incredible impact as yourself, no pretense, no shield, and to be in the same space with your clients who also get that same gift, and to just celebrate all the humanity and how hard it is to just let yourself be human, especially in leadership spaces. I think it's like, to me, it's so powerful, and it was so great. I don't know what your reaction was, to hear them reflect that back in different ways about how liberating that is for them. And I mean, to know that those are the leaders, you know, at the top of the towers that are like, everyone thinks are free. Mm-hmm. And they're probably the least free because they're the people everybody's watching. Right. Similar to your feeling of being grateful. I just, that never gets old. It's kind of like being on an airplane for me. If being above the clouds and seeing the sun ever feels normal, I need to stop flying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, right. If I ever get in these spaces with people who are courageous and vulnerable enough to show their humanity, then I need to stop doing what we do, yeah. you know? So I'm just, I really don't have, I have, don't have an expectation like you. I just can't wait to see how much fun it's going to be. And of course, there's always hard work, but 
That's the life experience. Exactly. Any last questions from you, Allison? No, I I just, I love the idea of just going into the year, again, intentionally. Yeah. But without holding a lot of things tightly and just kind of thinking about what direction we're heading and, and trying to keep pointed toward the things that feel right and, you know, create in us the kinds of feelings that we want, the ease, the acceptance, the all those things we talked about, and just mm. stay steering toward those things. Yeah, I'd say the same. So for those of you listening, we hope that this encourages or motivates you to take some time to reflect on 2019 for yourself and what learnings can you take from that? And then how can you start to focus yourself for 2020 without constraint? How you want to feel in December? What do you want to be in 2020? And see where those roads take you. Power to grow. 2020. Let's do this. Let's do this.